if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Gut health is the foundation of our kids' well-being and when we focus on gut health, we can see improvements in our kids' immunity, allergies, eczema, asthma, mood and behaviour, their tummy troubles, their fussy eating and so much more. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you along to my free online masterclass, Three Surprisingly Simple Ways to Transform Your Kid's Gut Health to Improve Behavior, Immunity, allergies and fussy eating. Now, I've run this masterclass before and it has been super popular and I have updated the content. So even if you've been before, you're going to get so much great value out of this online masterclass. We are running two live sessions at the end of October, one on Tuesday, the 26th of October in the morning and one on Wednesday, the 27th of October in the evening in Australian time. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash gut dash health dash masterclass or head on over to our website or the show notes to find the link to make it nice and easy for you to save your seat at this free masterclass. As well as the masterclass, we have a bonus pop-up Facebook group where you can get support from me and my team, um, get some valuable bonus trainings, and also um, have the opportunity to win prizes. We're going to make this all very fun so that you get engaged and you're inspired to make some simple changes that will make all the difference to your family's gut health and overall well-being. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. 
I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specialising in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Great to have you with me today for this really important discussion about poo. (laughs) This is a topic that is super important and empowering because, you know, what comes out of our children's bodies, their poop, can really help to offer us a glimpse into the inner workings of their bodies. And we can get clues um, as to what might be going on internally. So I want to talk you through today the Bristol stool chart. Some of you may have come across it. Um, it's a great visual tool. If you Google um, Bristol stool chart for kids, you'll see a whole heap of different images um, that will come up. And this can be a really great thing to print out and go through with your kids to empower them to know when little signs and symptoms start to show, um, they can sort of get on the onto them, and we're going to talk about what that could look like today. Um, for example, you know, there's some really clear signs of dehydration um, when it comes to our bowel movement. So if we can start to recognise those, and our kids can start to recognise them early, then it can prevent issues becoming sort of chronic or more serious. So. It's one of my favorite subjects because of the insight that bowel movements or poo can offer um, into the internal workings of our of our bodies. And this information is translatable for adults as well. I just want to say that too. So the Bristol stool chart, if you've never seen it before, um, there's seven types of poo and you know, it's a it's a really visual kind of tool because you can see clearly what it looks like. And I want to talk through not just how to recognize, you know, what type of poo your child has, but what that can mean for their bodies and, and what might be sort of going wrong or some imbalances that might be happening for them. So the Bristol stool chart is a medical tool used to assess our stool. And it can be really empowering for us to learn more about it. um, And as I said, empower our kids to know more too. So this is is tricky sort of going through this on a podcast because it is, as I said, a visual tool. Um, But I'm going to do my best to explain the different types of poo on the Bristol stool chart and what they can mean for your health and um, your, your child's health. So when we're looking at the Bristol stool chart, um, the, the, the types are from one to seven and the ideal poo to have, the, the optimal poo to have is the type four. So type four poo looks like a sausage. It's long, it's smooth, it's easy to pass, it's soft. Um, and it means that our digestive system is working pretty well. Um, You know, there can be other signs and symptoms that can come up, you know, in terms of frequency and that sort of thing. But if we're doing that type four sausage-like poo, um, it's generally a sign that things are working pretty well. So that's really what we want to be aiming for. If we go up 
on the Bristol stool chart to um, type three, this is this is an, an okay poo to have as well. We call this one corn on the cob. Um, because it's like a sausage, but with cracks on the surface. And this is a good one to, you know, the first one to empower your kids. If you've got cracks in your poo, it can mean that there's a bit of dehydration going on. Now, this type of poo is not, doesn't sort of tell us that there's anything major um, going on internally in terms of imbalances, but it's a sign that we could drink a little bit more water and fibre, a little bit more soluble fibre could be indicated with type 3 too. But if you can visualise, it's a bit like a corn on the cob. It's sort of like a sausage, but with cracks in it. Um, and if you if you Google that um, Bristol stool chart children's, you'll see a, a great sort of repre- representation of that in the images. Uh, and then if we move up the Bristol stool chart further, uh, we've got types one and type two. So as we're, as we're heading up on the Bristol stool chart, type one, two, and even three do tell us that the transit time is potentially a little bit slow. Um, so things aren't moving through the body as quickly as they could or should be. And there's generally a couple of a couple of main reasons for this. One is dehydration, as I said, just not enough fluid in the system to allow things to pass through at a at a healthy speed. And the other one is lack of fiber. This is huge in kids because you know our kids modern diet and our modern diet in generally in general is lacking fiber because we're eating more processed foods, more refined foods that are lacking in fiber. The best way to get more fiber into your kids and your family in general is to eat more vegetables and salads and fruits and legumes um, are a great source of fiber and, and whole grains can be a great source of fiber as well. We don't have to go for the high fiber cereals um, you know, that are basically just refined grains with some extra fiber added into them. We can get fiber from these naturally occurring foods. So as we're we're heading up on that Bristol stool chart, like I said, we're, we're looking at potentially dehydration. We're looking at a bit of lack of fiber in the diet. And it's important to note that that, tr- that slower transit time, you know, if it's chronic, if, if it lasts a long time, is a problem because what it means is that there's a lack of elimination. So things aren't being eliminated as efficiently as they could be. And when bowel movements sort of sit in the bowel for too long and they're not moving through quickly enough, what happens is that the toxins and um, other sort of things that we want to, to be moving out of the body can be reabsorbed back into the bloodstream. And then all of the elimination organs, such as the liver and the gut again, need to do extra work to eliminate them again. So it's unnecessary load on the body and it can increase our toxic load. So we want to be making sure that that our bowel movements are moving through. We want to be having, you know, aiming for it least one bowel movement a day, ideally. Um, And generally, when we're looking at type one, two, and even three, um, we can have a a sort of um, lack of frequency to the bowel movements as well. Uh, And, you know, often this can, if nothing's done, can turn into sort of more chronic constipation. So if drinking more water and 
being being conscious of of eating more fiber in the diet isn't doing the trick, then we might want to look at some um, prebiotic fiber supplements. Some probiotics can be really helpful here to improve the health of that microbiome. Um, and I did just want to note that if if there is chronic constipation, um, so the poo is consistently type one or type two on the Bristol stool chart, um, then that can mean that there are some food intolerances or sensitivities going on, particularly dairy or gluten can be an issue. So I so type one on the Bristol stool chart looks like rabbit droppings. So it's like those little round pellets, um, separate hard lumps and they're often hard to pass as well. That's that chronic sort of constipation poo. Um, with type two, it's more like a bunch of grapes. So it's that corn on the cob type three sort of but more dehydrated or lacking more fiber. So it's still that sausage shape, but it's quite lumpy. Um, and, and so we want to be looking at um, more fluids, more fiber, probiotics, prebiotics. And if it's chronically kind of that type one or two, we want to be looking into the food intolerances as well. Now let's move down to the other end of the Bristol stool chart. So we've covered type one, the rabbit droppings, type two, the bunch of grapes, type three, the corn on the cob, and type four, that ideal um, poop, which is the sausage. And if we move move further down the Bristol stool chart to type five, type six, and type seven, and we'll go through these these separately as well. But the, these type the, these sort of Bristol stool types um, tell us that things are moving through too quickly. So this can be a problem chronically as well if it lasts a, a long time. Um, for nutrient assimilation because when the the bowel movement is moving through too quickly or the food is passing through the digestive system too quickly, um, it means that that nutrient assimilation and nutrient absorption can be affected. So, you know, that's why this is these types of, of bowel movements are um, problematic and needing some attention. But when we're talking about that sort of looser bowel movements, um, types five, six, and then seven, It we want to be thinking of three main kind of problems or causes. Number one is an infection. Number two is an imbalance, um, like a microbial imbalance. And number three is intolerances are really common when it comes to these types of bowel movements. So I'm going to go through those more specifically. But first of all, I just want to explain. Um, so you've got that visual, uh, what type five, six and seven look like. So type five on the kids Bristol stool chart is known as the, the chicken nuggets. So it's soft blobs with clear cut edges. So they're, they're sort of passed easily, they move through quickly, and it's it's those sort of small, soft blobs. Um, and then type six is known on the kids' Bristol stool chart as porridge. So it's more broken up, it's fluffy pieces, there's ragged um, edges, and it's even softer. It's sort of a mushy, mushy stool. Um, and then we've got type seven, which... <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry if anyone's eating <laughs> or anyone's grossed out by this, but this one's this one's known as gravy. So it's watery. There's no solid pieces. It's entirely liquid, and obviously this is very problematic. We we don't want this kind of bowel movement to last for too long. But this is you know really typical of of a gastro infection where we've got you know diarrhea. There's some sort of an infection, whether that be bacterial, viral, or parasitic. Um, Often these kinds of um, infections are just very short-lived, so a couple of days from, you know, food poisoning or um, a gastro sort of bug that's going around. And the main thing we want to be focusing on for those short-term gastro infections is just keeping a child hydrated. Um, That really is the most important thing. But if this type of bowel movement, that gravy, watery bowel movement lasts any longer than a couple of days, then we definitely want to seek some medical attention to to um, look into what could be going on. And as I said, it's often an infection, um, some sort of a, a dysbiosis or imbalance in the microbiome or intolerances. Um, and same, you know, with the, the types five and six, this is a sign that um, it's probably not like a, a an acute infection with the with the chicken nugget or the porridge type um, bowel movement, but there, there's often some sort of an imbalance. There could be a parasite or um, you know some sort of a an imbalance in the microbiome where there's pathogenic bacteria that the that the good healthy bacteria within the microbiome isn't able to kind of keep under control. So we might need some, um, you know, some help from, uh, say, antimicrobial herbs, or we might really need to um, work quite um, in a targeted way to get more of those prebiotic fibers in because a lack of fiber, even though I said that is really common in those sort of harder to pass, um, slower bowel movements, can also be an issue um, when it comes to those kind of chicken nugget type um, bowel movements as well, the type five. Uh, lack of fiber is often an issue there. And when we've got lack of fiber, particularly lack of those prebiotic fibers, which are so important for our overall microbiome health, it leads to microbiome imbalances. Um, So we want to be thinking about infections, imbalances, and then food intolerances. So kids that, that often have sort of softer fast bowel movements, frequent bowel movements will often have issues with food intolerances or food sensitivities. Dairy can be a real a really big problem here. But there can also be issues with things like fructose or FODMAPs. Um, there's so many different food intolerances um, that can be warranted here. So always, you know, if you're unsure or if you want to do some further in- investigating, um, Look, look at working with a practitioner like a naturopath. Um, and this is something that we offer here at Natural Super Kids online appointments uh, where we can help you kind of get on top of these sorts of things. So as you can hear, there's a lot of information that we can gain from something that comes out of our children's bodies hopefully every day. And so when our kids are small, it's pretty easy to keep an eye on their bowel movements and see how they're going. 
But as they get older, um, it is not as easy. You know, our our kids can sort of <laughs> become horrified if we ask if we can have a look at, at what's, you know, what what's coming out of them or have a look at their poop before they flush. I know my kids are no longer at the age where that is acceptable to them. So as I said at the start, it's really good to empower your kids to pick up some of these signs and symptoms and let you know if they have poo that is anything other than a sausage. Um, and for for some kids, like a bit of a chart can really be helpful. So you could print out the Bristol stool chart, the kids version one, and maybe every time they go to the toilet, they, you know, tick or put a sticker on the one that is most like theirs. Um, it's funny, some kids get right into this and some kids are really grossed out by it. I know I, um, when I'm seeing clients, will bring up the Bristol stool chart and ask kids, what does your poo look like? Which one of these? Um, and most kids are really sort of intrigued and interested and like, oh, this one and sometimes that one and this one, but it's a bit more this. Um, so, you know, you can start there. But to get a really good idea of, of your kids digestive health, you want to sort of track this over a week or a couple of weeks. So um, a big tip that I would have for you is to print out that Bristol stool chart and get get your kids to start tracking what their what their poo looks like. Now I did just want to go over um, some some poo color variancies as well. So what we've talked about there is more about the texture um, and you know, color can really vary as well. Now, some variation in, in um, bowel movement color is very normal. It can vary depend depending on what we eat, but ideally we want poo to be that medium brown color. Obviously in babies um, and infants, it's much more variable. So I'm really sort of referring more to older kids um, past that infant stage here. But just a couple of things to be aware of, and this one's a really obvious one, dark colored poo, dark brown um, poo indicates slow transit time, constipation. It often goes hand in hand with the rabbit dropping or the bunch of grapes or the corn on the cob. Those sort of slower um, harder bowel movements will often be darker. Sometimes we can see undigested food um, or our kids might say, mom, I've got corn in my poo or mom, I've, I've got a piece of spinach in my poo. Um, so corn is a pretty common one and that's not too much to worry about. But if we're consistently seeing undigested food in bowel movements, it means that our kids are not breaking things down properly. And this is translatable to adults as well. So this can mean one, that we're not chewing our food effectively. So that upper digestive kind of mechanical action isn't... Um, kind of doing what it needs to do if we're not chewing properly. And so that can affect um, how the food's broken down sort of all the way along the digestive tract. It can also mean enzyme deficiency or stomach acid deficiency as well. So we want to be thinking about those things. Really, you know, fairly commonly, um, kids can get blood or mucus in their poo, particularly younger kids. And this is a this is a really common sign of food allergy or intolerance. Um, it means that there's inflammation in the gut and this definitely needs some attention. So um, if you're seeing blood or mucus in your child's poo or your poo, you definitely want to be um, bringing this up with your doctor. 
Um, and then there is the kind of green and yellow colored poos. Now, these are really common in infants. Um, green poo consistently um, can mean that a couple of things. So the green comes from bile and bile is um, a, a, a digestive secretion um, that comes from the liver and then the gallbladder and it helps to break down fats. Now, if the bowel movements are moving too quickly through the body, that bile that is that is kind of um, in the digestive tract hasn't got a chance to break down. So if we're seeing green um, colored poo, it means that our bowel movements are going through too quickly and there could be liver gallbladder issues um, as well. And then yellow poo, that's a common sign that we're not digesting fats as effectively as we could be. Um, Yellow stools often float as well because they've got these undigested fats in them. So this is common with liver issues, gallbladder issues. Celiac disease um, can commonly have this sort of yellow stool as well. So these are just some little uh, like colour color signs to be aware of. Um, But if you're in any doubt at all, definitely, you know, see your GP as a first step. um, And naturopathy, it can be really helpful um, for getting on top of the imbalances that are causing these variations in your child's poop. Now, Talking of poop and gut health, I just want to remind you that I have an upcoming masterclass that I'm running live um, that I'd love for you to come along to. It is three ways to transform your kids' gut health to improve their immunity, allergies, behavior, and fussy eating. Um, So gut health is so important to all aspects of of our children's health. And we're going to be talking more about how to sort of build up your kids' gut health. Um, And that really is going to be applicable for any of these kinds of um, variations um, that we've talked about today in your child's poo. So if you're worried about what you're seeing in your child's poo, um, then definitely come along to the masterclass to learn more about how to sort of rectify and treat some of the imbalances that could be leading to these these different variations um, when it comes to your child's poo. How many times have I said poo in this podcast episode? I wonder if anyone's counted. So I hope that that really helped and gave you some sort of practical ideas and things to be looking out for. As I said, um, our poo it really helps to offer a glimpse into the inner workings of our children's bodies and our own bodies as well. So my hope for you after listening to this episode is one that you'll go and register for your free seat at the masterclass. And number two is that you will start taking more notice of your poop, your child's poop, and what that could mean for their health. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.
before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.